1: Today on the Kooligans, in the first segment of 2019, Happy New Year, everybody. We, st- we talk about uh, some sad news, uh, out, uh, you know, with Siggy Schmidt and everything, and we talk about that, but we try to, to cheer people up with uh, the great news about Breck Shea coming all the way to Georgia. <laughs> very, very exciting. Big, big difference from that f- uh, first segment to the second one. Uh, also, people are getting divorced. People, people are, are, are transferring to different teams, and we talk all about it, and we also get to some of our favorite moments of 2018.
0: Yeah, that's right, also. So in the second segment we talked to Dan Hunt owner of FC Dallas this is our last in the FC Dallas interviews but we get a chance to talk to him and we would love for you to hear it and let us know what you think of the interview but it's not just that because we also got more on this episode of the,
1: the Cooligans. hey this is Alexi Lawless there is nobody in US soccer that is more important than the Cooligans. Yeah, baby. Welcome to 2019. This feliz
0: is año a, another nuevo.
1: year. Another year, otro año nuevo. That's right. We made it. I know, you know, no one thought we were going to make it through 2017 uh, because every single week you turn it, you tune into the Cooligans podcast and there's another disaster that we have to talk about that's making us comedians sad. Uh, <laughs> but no, we are, we're, we're trying to start off on a good note. Yeah, bro, this is 2019 Cooligans. What could be better than that? Yeah. Uh, what, what, uh, what, 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 what? What's 2019 Cooligan's going to look like? Is it going to look like, uh, uh, you know, uh, Hector Bellerin's outfit? Oh, my God. Please, I hope not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yo, my man. You know, it's funny. Like, he's he does some wild stuff. And, like, yo, when somebody reaches, you know, like in comedy, like a joke may not hit, but you really appreciate the comedian going out on a ledge to try that, you know, to get that concept across or something. Yeah. With, you know, with him, it's like, all right, but just don't ever do that again. You know what I mean? Like we, fashion-wise, we respect you, bro, but please put that jacket he's a, away. He's
1: a daring and bold individual. I mean... you
0: Remember we were talking about how dangerous dudes in bucket hats are? I take it all back.
1: <laughs> looking soft as hell. You're ruining the bucket hat, Hector. What are you doing, uh, my, man? <laughs> my, my dude looking like Charmin. <laughs> Squeezingly uh, soft. Exactly. So, look, he- hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to 2019, man. We are uh, excited to to be here. Uh, we have a, a fun show uh, in store for you. I mean, we're finally. I think this is is this our last interview from our from our FC Dallas. Uh, Dallas capades that we uh, that we did. I think so. This is the last one. So I think all of our fans that aren't FC Dallas fans hope so. I hope. I, I I think we've gained at least all the FC Dallas fans that attend games, which is it's not a full it's not a full house, but I'm sure there's at least you know at least like seven or eight hundred more listeners uh, because I of. Would, <laughs> I'm, I'm I hope, would hope so. I would hope so. we said,
0: interviewed everybody except <laughs> the damn janitors.
1: <laughs> uh, but we do uh, have our interview that we're playing with. Uh, with Dan Hunt, the owner of uh, of FC Dallas, he also owns, uh, you know, the, the Hunt family, which owns what the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, the Chicago Bulls, the Chicago Bulls, uh, and again, we've we've been talking about the lead up to this interview, and uh, and and we still. I mean, we have to the only way people are going to believe it happened is that, you know, we're going to play it for you because uh, we couldn't even believe it either. I don't even know if this is I, I, like I just sent Alexis the audio of, of the interview. I don't even know if there's anything on there, because who knows uh, what could have happened in, in, in the time from when we recorded to now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not like any major changes, coaches <laughs> and players leaving, not at all. So some of what he say might be dated
1: <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit, but that it doesn't it doesn't take away any of the sentiment from it. So just uh, just keep that in mind that the interview was recorded in October, but uh, it, you you have a lot to look forward to. It's a, it's a really interesting interview. It's it's a co- two comedians talking to uh, uh you know not just a, a owner of a soccer team, but just a just a just a rich a very rich person. That was really what yeah. <laughs> what, what what really a guy struck who us. in
0: a week makes <laughs> both of our families' net worth. <laughs> so. Also, also, uh, if you're a fan of an of, of another team and you wish, you know, why couldn't the Cooligans have done this for insert favorite team, whether it be you know a Portland Timbers or LAFC or or Minnesota United? Well, reach out. To the folks that run those Twitter accounts or that work at those teams, and tell them you want the cooligans to come out and then make six or seven episodes about your team.
1: Okay, we, we want to do it. We want to do it. This is a—it's not even a podcast anymore. It's a documentary on FC Dallas, and we we yeah. really <laughs> <laughs> explore like the- Sunderland till I die.
0: This is now FC Dallas. That's right. Okay, is until a, all everybody leaves. That's what we're gonna
1: call it. FC Dallas <laughs> till everybody leaves. Um. So it, it's a—it's uh, a lot of. Forward to you. You guys are going to really enjoy. It. So, uh, welcome to the show. If if this is your first time uh, listening to the Cooligans, if uh, you know, because we've been, well, you know, make- yeah, maybe this is your New Year's resolution is to actually start listening to a funny soccer podcast. Exactly. This is the the first, the only one. Any any other ones you've been listening to have, have actually just made you depressed, and this is this is the medicine uh, that you need. This is the soccer medicina, right? oh uh- <laughs> yeah! And it's probably the only
0: medicine you can afford with these healthcare <laughs> prices, bro. So
1: <laughs> okay. Okay, unless Welcome you, aboard. Unless you're in Canada and then you listen to this for free because you guys got really good uh, medicine up there. Uh
0: which I just was, and by the way, like a, a bottle of Advil costs like two and a half dollars.
1: It's insane. <laughs> two and a half dollars. Okay. And I <laughs> Yeah, because
0: <laughs> I, I was trying to figure out what they use up there. I don't think it's sent. You know what I mean? Their play money legit looks like like a futuristic version of of Monopoly. It's like very bright, it's exactly, very big. Yeah.
1: They're, they're, yes, there's a lot of graphic designers out there in Canada doing their thing. Uh but yes, we uh so if this is your first time listening so my name is Christian Polanco. My name is Alexis Guerrero and we are your favorite stand-up comedians out in New York City uh who host a comedic soccer podcast. It is it is not only the funniest soccer podcast that you've ever listened to, but it is also what Alexis? What is it? It's also the damn gulliest, and yo, you know, it's just only going to keep getting gullier in twenty nineteen, bruh. That's right. Uh, that's the, uh, that's all we can do. I mean, the, just the 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 gulliness grows exponentially as uh, as the show goes on and on. So right, uh, we threw out
0: the galometer because it just kept pinging all the way to the right. We're like, no, nah, we got to throw this thing out because we're reaching new
1: levels of gulliness. You know, at this point, it's making too much noise. Right? It's really it's getting really
0: distracting. <laughs> we get it, galometer.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so we are. Excited excited to, to be back for 2019 and do a, a lot of uh, very fun things so uh, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy the show if uh, if this is the first time you're listening so this is um, a, so a, a couple of things usually what we when we, uh, when we get the show started we usually try to focus on uh, trying to highlight the people that that show us uh, show us a little bit of love on iTunes uh, you know for a little a little review. This is a. Uh, yeah, I feel like we should at this point name this this segment. You know, like the gulliest reviews or something You know, something yeah, along gulliest those
0: lines. Re- gulliest review of the week.
1: <laughs> um, so. Make sure we uh, we're currently at 332 reviews. Uh, you guys hey, help us get to 400. We're almost, we're almost there. This is just it's just gonna take. Oh, we could do that. I'm not even good at math, and I th- I just think it's like four or five more, and I think we're all set. Um, so yeah, we're mad close. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so speaking of FC Dallas, this is kind of uh, referencing that uh the, the, the you know the string of interviews that we've had. So this was uh from Theo J So Uncle Uncle J. Uh, he goes, uh, soccer, it's the subject's a soccer with a twist. I don't know what, is this an M night Shyamalan, uh, you know, podcast? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, so he goes, uh, I found out about this podcast randomly when their account liked the photo I put on Twitter. I'm a few episodes in now and I'm sold. They seem to know what they're talking about and present it in an entertaining way and bonus point for being able to dissect and analyze hip hop with Reggie Cannon. All right. Thank you, Tio. Okay.
0: <laughs> what an odd way to find us. <laughs> and also, what, a, what an odd point to make, but it's true. We do all those things. Yeah. And also, it took you a couple episodes to figure out we're hilarious?
1: <laughs> uh, but well, he's, he's sold, meaning he didn't want to buy it. He you know, he was he was okay. a, he was a cautious cus, uh, consumer, you know? Like, "Oh, I don't know. Is this uh is this going to poison me when I get home?" Uh you know, he was just I get it. I understand that, which is totally fine. So, <laughs> don't be don't be our cheap uncle, Jay. Go ahead and buy right away, baby. <laughs> so, uh, yes, and you know, occasionally, uh, you know, I think with because of Twitter, when uh, when they re- changed it from the chronological timeline to um, like tweets that you should highlight, like highlighted tweets. So now there's sometimes people you may not follow that that come up on the timeline. So occasionally we'll. We may like a a photo of yours. I don't know. Like we may, yeah, maybe. Or maybe one of you know one of someone we follow likes it. Yeah, and that pops
0: up on ours. We don't know what's on there. We don't. Okay? I mean, we, we have we, no idea. I,
1: but we're gonna like it, like little creeps. Okay. I don't care what. Uh, I yeah. do if it's three, four, four in the morning. Keep posting dope photos, <laughs> and we're creeping on all your pictures, my guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Uncle Jay. I don't know what you posted, but yeah, you' I'm gonna like it. Okay, get used to that. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah! That's the energy
0: we're bringing to 2019.
1: We're liking all your shit,
0: whether you whether we follow you
1: or not. <laughs> so get ready. All right. So uh, so let uh let's start 2019. Uh, as we, we sadly a lot of sh- a lot of the shows that we do start off on a sad note. We start sad. But Wait,
0: before we do that, I also want to thank everyone who joined Gully Squad in 2018, and I also want to thank guys like. Dio Joe at Jay, I'm sorry, and everyone <laughs> else who's gonna join Gully Squad in 2019. That's
1: right. Yeah. So thank you uh, for, again. Uh, we we've gotten a lot of people uh, to to join up and help uh, just support the show, and uh, it's it's it's. Changed our lives. So uh, keep doing that. Uh, and and you, we're going to be able to do more stuff like we did at FC Dallas, which, you know, I mean, frankly, those FC Dallas trips d- don't happen for free. We, they, cost, they cost us money. And, and we try to, you know, we, we almost took like a big gamble doing, doing that kind of stuff. Because what if we went out to FC Dallas, interviewed a bunch of FC Dallas players, and then all the interviews were terrible and everybody was like, yo yeah, you, you guys, you guys waste your money going out there. Uh, but no. Or imagine, imagine we went out there and everyone we interviewed left. <laughs> <laughs> Every single. <laughs> yeah, that would have been, uh, yeah, that wouldn't have worked. People have been like, no, do do not g- g- come visit my team ever again. Uh, <laughs> Please stop. Please stop going out here. <laughs> Unless, you know, maybe some, there's like, uh, you know, if you want to fund us traveling to your rival team to help dismantle them from the inside. Uh Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm all about <laughs> that.
0: Is there anything gully than like Orlando City fans paying for us to go to Atlanta or uh, Seattle yeah. fans paying for us to go to Portland. All of a Let's sudden,
1: <laughs> we we dropping through the vents like Mission Impossible. Why are you doing all
0: this? <laughs> I fall through the, the drop ceiling, <laughs> but you actually
1: come down we to came, the vents. We, we came to tear this club apart. I'm oh, sorry. The Gully like, Squad members <laughs> requested it. I don't know what else, what, what else I can tell you.
0: <laughs> Alexis, are you okay? And why is there a bagel in your mouth? <laughs>
1: (laughs) I was just like, call the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, so look, uh, so thank you all those people uh, for joining. But yes, uh, we have to start with uh, the very sad news about uh, Siggy Schmidt. Uh, so Yishmir, uh most recently uh, coached the LA Galaxy, but obviously he is an American soccer legend. Uh, he was he coached the Seattle Sounders. He, uh, he won uh, MLS Cup with Columbus Crew. Uh, he is a, a, a staple of Southern California soccer. Uh, it, it's he's one of these people that is uh, once after reading more about him uh, after his death. He he reminds me he's like this the the six degrees of Kevin Bacon but for soccer. It seems like, everybody seemed like they were involved somehow. Everybody uh, you know has had some experience with with Siggy in some way, whether he coached you, played against you, something. He has. Uh, he no, no one has obviously no one has one negative word to say about uh, the guy, but. You know, died fairly young. I mean, clearly he had health issues. I mean, that was uh, evident. Uh, but yeah, just overall, like I, I think after all the stuff I read about him from so many people, I'm like this. He he, he needs like a like there's going to be a documentary about Siggy Schmidt and, and, the, and the impact he had on American soccer. Because at, at this point, we I feel like we only kind of scratched the surface and somebody has to like put it all together.
0: And something should be named after him, some type of trophy or a hall or something, because I knew he was very integral in American sports and I know he was very important um, in the history of MLS. But I couldn't really, I mean, I guess I didn't, I never really think of college soccer uh, because they, they didn't allow me to play because I was too good. I don't know if you guys know the
1: story. Oh, yeah. Um, I, was just gonna, too good, I The so. documentary on that is going to be amazing, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How does someone <laughs> relegate themselves?
1: Uh, <laughs> but so
0: I had no idea how important he was to UCLA soccer. And I didn't know previously up until we started doing this podcast, how important UCLA soccer was. Cause it seemed like a lot of the major names that we talked to that were very big in the early two thousands, their main goal was to go to UCLA and play soccer. And it was to go play for Siggy Schmidt. And I think that it sort of touched me again when I saw the post that Jimmy Conrad put up about how important it was to play for a man like that and to sort of come yeah. full circle and have Siggy Schmidt sort of depend on him um, at ucla soccer and start him and and coach him like to him that was a big honor like it almost like he didn't care if he ever played pro he wanted to play for siggy at um ucla so you know this man's history just goes back so much further than even mls and you know to have him sort of pass uh, without being able to really sort of take all the expertise we can from a man like that and all the cool stories and just another story i forgot who put it up i think it was Maybe Jason Davis, I can't remember right now who put it up, that uh, after he was fired, he called all the, maybe this was Max Brados actually, uh, when he was fired from uh, one of the jobs that he had at MLS, he called all the reporters and uh, bought them dinner and thanked them for covering the team honestly and respectfully. And this is before anyone really cared about covering MLS. Just think about that. I would have never
1: thought to do that. Well, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, don't compare yourself to Siggy. You would never do anything like that. I mean, I don't know no, what
0: that's, that's what I'm saying. I been, here's the thing. Even if I thought... The bar's I'm like, too I'm not high. You're that. setting your standards <laughs> way too high. <laughs> I, w- I, I wouldn't even have thought to buy them dinner, but like, even if the thought... like I'm, at, if I'm saying in a different world, somebody does something that the thought would pop in my head, but I'm like, I, you know, I ain't buying nobody dinner. I just got five. They should buy me dinner. You know what I mean? I just, like he I'm he just took thinking, it a step further. He thought about it and did it.
1: I, I, well, I'm just thinking, imagine somebody Calling us and saying, "Hey, thank you for covering the team fairly." I'm like, "Well, you sure you got the right number? I don't think you're calling the right
0: number. Who are you? Who sent you? <laughs> Why are you spreading these lies, <laughs> these rumors? People are going to start to believe them. I swear to God, if you call this number back one more
1: time, <laughs> so, uh, so look, I I I only expect to to hear like more stories, and uh, you know, and and you know, I, I think we we should definitely make an effort to kind of get more of that uh, uh get, hear more of those stories and and for people listening like yeah look, look the dude up i mean it it's not just um you know the, the, a lot of times like the only uh, people pay attention to the league from when their team kind of got into it, and you know MLS existed before Atlanta United and and before Orlando and before NYCFC. And there's a there's a a, a long history of how to got how, how we got to where we are now. And the these uh, a lot of these uh, success stories of of these great expansion sides and and th- that have all this support. You know, a, a lot of it doesn't happen without the effort of Siggy Schmidt in some way because he influenced almost every single player in, in, in American soccer. It's, it's incredible. So, uh, so all the best to the, the Schmidt family and um, you know, uh, he will be remembered in, in, you know, in the, the, for the rest of uh, you know, American soccer's uh, legacy. So, all right. So let's, uh, let's actually talk about real, real quick because uh, he was the last uh, you know, uh, he was formerly with LA Galaxy and there were uh there was recent information of uh who the next coach is going to be and we finally found out uh it is uh, it hasn't been officially announced yet but it's uh looking uh like uh Guillermo Barros Schelotto will be the next coach of the Los Angeles Galaxy
0: yeah it hasn't been confirmed uh but all signs point to him having accepted an offer so, uh, you know, they got their plan C, <laughs> it sure. looks like. It's not, a pretty good plan C, not man. Not a bad plan C, I got to say. And, and there's a rumor that Carlos Tevez is going to come play for LA Galaxy, which I'm a big fan of Carlos Tevez, but not. I mean, he can't even get on the field for Boca. <laughs> sure. Uh, but I mean, yo, Tevez and Ibrahimovic, I mean, that is... You know, just bubble wrap
1: (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) I don't even think any of them are gonna. They're not even gonna pass it to each other. I I don't. Those guys are born and bred strikers, and they they barely know what an assist is.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, Ibrahimović <laughs> is like, I didn't come here to help nobody. <laughs> okay. I bet you even now that now that he knows that MLS does MLS assists or second assist, yeah. where if you pass it to someone who then passes it to the goal scorer, you get credit for the assist. Ibrahimović is like, no, I'm definitely not passing it to anyone because I don't even want that score. Scar on my record, <laughs> don't you, of having don't, assisted the
1: assister. Don't you dare put that on my career stat sheet. That, that blemish. Uh, my kids can see the internet. <laughs> it. I tried to keep it from them, but. Um, <laughs> So, uh, so that, that would be actually, I, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that. So, cause LA galaxy are having a lot of issues right now where they, 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 they have to decide, you know, who the next coach is going to be. They, they have to figure out who their three designated players are going to be. And it's, it's, uh, and it's looking like Rom- Romain Alessandrini might be the odd man out. So they might have to, you know, the, uh, Giovanni Dos Santos might, they might not be able to get rid of him. Uh, you know. Actually, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. We didn't uh, talk about this before, but he did get a new contract, and he is now the highest-paid player in Major League Soccer. Uh, which, well, you know, what what do you think about that?
0: I mean, look, I said he was going to be a bust, and it turns out he scored <laughs> what twenty in twenty-two games. So yeah, he did all maybe right. I just leave my opinion to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean at this point you should hope I call your favorite player a bust. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, this uh he's he it, it seems it seems crazy that he's the highest paid player. I understand uh but but he's he is he's a very good player. And and he he fills the stadiums. Uh, so I mean,
0: some of that money is retro, obviously.
1: Yeah, because like, right, he he got you're paid have to,
0: Yeah, he got. You're have to load it up a little bit because <laughs> of what you did last year.
1: <laughs> he got next to nothing uh, last year, as far as you know what was on the books. Anyway, so uh, but there's rumors that Romain Alessandrini. There was a, a pretty strong rumors going around about him going to Montreal, uh, and and then them LA Galaxy ending up with. You know, uh, Giovanni Dos Santos, uh, Jonah Dos Santos, Alessandrini, and, uh, you know, like they they have to figure out what they're going to do. They can't have four, clearly. Uh, But then now some people are suggesting that MLS might. So because I I think it's by January 1st to January 2nd that they need to have the uh, the DPs sorted out, like the rosters. Uh, I could be wrong about the date, but some people are suggesting that because it, you we haven't heard an announcement, it's LA Galaxy sort of playing chicken with MLS to see if they're going to force them to ch- change the rules so that they can keep all four players. You know they will. <laughs> you know they will. They created the DP
0: because of Beckham. And, you know, LA Galaxy have gotten whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted it. So you know they will, or they're just going to add some sort of stipulation where you know, uh, for one year only, you can buy uh, a team's other DP that they're not using.
1: <laughs> they're and run. you
0: know, Philly is going to be like, "Can someone buy all of them?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll do like some weird. Uh, you know, this is. Uh, you know, this is not the LA Galaxy rule. This is uh, specifically the uh, Romain Alessandrini rule. So we can get back into the playoffs uh, in 2019, and and nothing more. This has nothing to do with right. anyone else.
0: <laughs> so you've created something called Slatan allocation money,
1: <laughs> and only Slatan can receive it, and only the LA Galaxy can offer it. Okay, interesting. Huh. <laughs> huh?
0: And unanimously voted on by all the owners, you say? Oh, all the owners who attended the, the secret. <laughs> Meeting at LA Galaxy's office. Fair
1: enough.
2: Wow. Okay. Enough,
1: MLS. Interesting. Okay. All right. You know what? This. You know what? This checks out. I. I don't really have any issues. Audit canceled. We don't need to check yeah.
0: anything. <laughs> Seems fair to me. Tell Robert Mueller to, to close the books.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, so, I, I'm excited to see what what happens out out there. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. So, uh, a couple other things. Let um. Let's discuss. Uh, Atlanta United, as uh, as we do every show, because this is an Atlanta United show and nothing else. So. <laughs> please,
0: please don't say that, because someone's going to isolate
1: that <laughs> and play that over and over and over again,
0: because people are starting to believe it is.
1: No, man, this this people. This is when you win MLS Cup, and it's and when you are uh, you know a popular team, uh, the 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 new hot thing. You know, you gotta you gotta get ready for some haters, and Atlanta United fans are getting some vitriol th- delivered at them. Uh but this this comes with the territory, right? Uh, you know, dude. I mean, yeah, you won, bro. I you mean, you gotta <laughs> take some shit now. You at the
0: top. Everybody's coming for your crown.
1: Exactly. So. Yeah, it's been uh, fun seeing a, a, you know Atlanta United fans uh argue with the Rebel fans and it's like hey they're not screaming at us nobody's screaming at us it's kind of nice uh, <laughs> so uh so a couple so obviously the big news uh, out in Atlanta really I mean when we're talking about big signings all right when it comes to you know deadline days and and big moves uh nobody's talking about Christian Pulisic leaving you know Dortmund nobody's talking about any of those things Oh no. because we're talking about a player that should count for almost two dps <laughs> okay because the homie breck Shea, formerly of the vancouver whitecaps formerly of orlando city formerly of stoke city uh and it's always a good sign when you play for a dozen teams uh right yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah no i mean that just goes to show how many people clamored for the talent this man has
1: <laughs> no look uh, this is not we're not here to you know uh, uh poo poo the uh, the Shay, right because uh, you know Know, uh, yeah we're talking about breck shea by the way we're talking about breck we are didn't shea. mention it we, everybody uh,
0: knows we're talking about breck
1: <laughs> no no one was confused uh, not even for a second uh the the man who's gonna who's gonna rename mercedes-benz stadium to shea stadium uh it is breck shea going to atlanta united officially signing and you know at first it was like a rumor and 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 this was great and this is this is what happens right because Atlanta United they 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 had to uh you know when when your team wins and this is what happens in MLS it's like it's difficult to win a second year because players win and it's like all right time for to renew that contract yo I need to get paid and then MLS is like oh we got the salary cap thing I don't know what you're talking about. We can't just pay you like that. Uh and then he's like sorry,
0: that's not how it works here unless your name is (laughs) slot.
1: All right. We 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 ran out of Zlatan allocation money and (laughs) Yeah, it's not like they're not creating Garza allocation money anytime soon. (laughs) So uh like, you know, Greg Garza goes to FC Cincinnati because that's that's where the money's at. Uh and they bring in Breck Shea, uh, and this was, uh, if you if you watched any Vancouver Whitecaps uh, game in 2018, first of all, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know what else to say to you. Tough.
0: That was <laughs> tough. It's tough. tough but, I, mean, I hope you didn't pay extra for Gable <laughs> for that, but, Breck but Shea. I think the one standalone Breck Shea moment is the open goal where I don't know... I think his body gives up
2: <laughs>
0: the yes. ability to be athletic, yeah. <laughs> the opportunity to score an open
1: netter. His, uh, his top half of his body was like, you know what? I'm going to protest the lower half of my body. I <laughs> the
0: lower half was like, that's cool. Cause I'm about to take a nap.
1: <laughs> I don't know what happened. He just fell forward. Okay. My, my was his bottom alone. half was like, you know what? I'm going to go meet me right now. Right. Because I'm a little tired. am <laughs> <laughs> you know, about,
0: how about I just snooze a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> Top half, you could cover this, right? Top half is like, sorry, I'm already out the door. What was you saying?
1: <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna take care of that. You know, they oh, was, come
0: on, this is soccer. The bottom half got to cover
1: most. A lot of, of this. miscommunication between between uh, Breck's appendages. You know, it happens. No, I think sometimes. you said it
0: right. A miscommunication <laughs> between
1: the appendages. <laughs>
0: it's hard to communicate between the bottoms and the tops.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know what system they use out in Canada. That's what. That's what's his. Problem. He went out to Canada. They speak a different language, uh, you know. Well, you know,
0: just like their money, when the ball came to him, he went loony and toony. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> so, uh, yes, yeah, so obviously, if you haven't seen that clip of Breck Shea just <laughs> missing a great opportunity. I'm
0: laughing thinking about the goal.
1: <laughs> it was uh, you know, not his finest moment. And when a team wins MLS Cup... The idea is that if any players leave that the, the quality will kind of stay the same with the players that they bring in because there is a there's a bar that has to be met. And uh and that's that's the main concern a lot of Atlanta United fans have that Breck well, will the just truth. be in I mean look he's
0: not he's not you know a uh, uh, like kind exchange for Greg Garza, exactly. Okay, but the kid's got talent, right? Now, can he find it again? That's the question. But do you know, I, I, I'm only asking because I didn't look this up. Big shock to everyone who's listening right now. But do you know what the money is? Because he was a free agent and he was getting paid
1: $750,000 a year. No, so they, haven't, they haven't announced it. And that's uh, one of the things a lot of people, a lot of reporters that we talk to. I remember talking. Remember when we were uh, hanging out with Paul Tenorio uh, in Atlanta, and one of the things he talked about, I think I forgot who was it that asked him when we were all hanging out. Somebody said, "What? What was? What is like the one thing that you would hope that MLS can change that that, that would help reporters more?" And I think he said uh, about about salaries. Just tell tell me how much. A player is getting paid, so I can understand their value and, and what right,
0: or or more importantly, what like the tam or gam distribution was. Yes, it's uh, like that's like such a big secret, and then it forces them to to sort of guesstimate or to go to sources to try to figure it out, and which, it's gr- which is just confusing for everybody.
1: Yeah, and I love that Atlanta United fans were you know they're they're not only concerned about the quality of the player but a lot of you know a lot Atlanta united fans get get a lot of stick for like you guys are new you don't know under, you don't understand stuff about the league and, and uh, admittedly there's a lot of people that you know the team is very very popular so clearly there's going to be people that don't really understand how the league works or don't really understand the sport that much and they're and they're they're taking their baby steps and they're learning along the way uh it's not really necessary to mock them for it, especially when when, you know, we need all the soccer fans we can get. There's not many of us uh, that, that are supporting American soccer. So why uh, besmirch people that are, are, are trying, I mean, even if you, they, are, you know,
0: I, do you think this is going to help in any way, shape or form saying <laughs> this?
1: But what I did want to give them credit for was a lot of people were asking, how much is he getting paid? Because they, they have a lot of love for a lot of their players, like, and and... You know, for example, Julian Gressel, I know I saw somebody tweet, I don't remember who specifically, but they were just like, if Breck Shea is getting more, getting paid more than Julian Gressel, I'm going to lose my mind. And that's... That's great. Which is fair. That's a total. That man
0: just got married. By Con- the way, shouts to him. Congratulations, congratulations, him Julian. Married.
1: That's right. His but, him yeah, and his he wife certainly uh, wait, deserves. Uh, Kate Kay- Casey, right? I believe her name was. Uh, but we she came to the. Uh, she was at the show as well uh, that we did in uh, in twenty seventeen uh, in Atlanta. So, uh, but yes, yeah, so we forced her to eat
0: carbs via <laughs> our podcast
1: that's right we shamed her into having pizza uh yeah
0: which is what we do But that's part <laughs> of what we do so just keep that in mind if you want to join gully squad just know we've shamed players girlfriends <laughs>
1: into eating pizza and then they got married so oh, you're welcome okay so all right wh- nah, i i I have a an idea for a new matchmaking matchmaking show that we can <laughs> that we can have. Exactly. I think
0: So good. you're not allowed to marry her she reached for the pineapple <laughs> pizza. So we we have told her your her, your just, relationship is over. We're we'll hoping cool with it. smack
1: the ring out of her hand. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here.
0: And we mean out of the country. Here's a plane ticket. One way to Romania. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, uh so the, the point is that I'm trying to make is he's probably getting paid more than that 750 so that they could pay him down with Tam. That's what I think. Um, and if we're being honest, he's there to be competition for Bello. And I can't remember the other dude. Uh, but Bello's like 16 years old. I can't remember the, other, the name of the other dude uh, who has an opportunity to start a left back. So, I mean if that's what he's there for and apparently he's really great in training if he's there to to get bello to the next level then that's a great signing
1: it sure it sure is but also if he is getting paid more than julian gressel wouldn't that be insane like at that point julian gressel should have to be like all right re- Read. I want to renegotiate my contract or sell me somewhere else because it's just almost almost insulting, right? To, for a player to be that good and then uh, a new player comes in who's clearly not as good, but because of the MLS like veteran status that he may have, right?
0: The seniority rules that yeah. apply to him. But remember, he was he came back from a contract in Europe. Um, he was a men's national team player at that time. So yeah, I mean, th- those are some of the things that happen when you have that level of success. Even though he hasn't really been able to sort of meet that again or maintain it or ever live up to it. Whatever.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see. I could, all I'm saying that I could understand why other players or some fans would be a little uh, insulted or uh, or have an issue with deciding to begin with based on the fact that we don't know how much he's getting paid. So
0: yeah, uh, but I think, look, if anything, if it upsets you, just think of the old, old cliche, the old adage we all know to the once looking like they were going to be the victors go the spoils. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Oh, well, that's well, it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Best of luck. Uh, We're gonna end up seeing Brek lifting up the MLS Cup trophy uh, at the end of at the end of twenty nineteen. Captain. (laughs) <laughs> That's right, and Andrew Carlton uh, Carlton is going to be sitting in the trophy while Breck yeah. lifts it up. <laughs> gonna,
0: Newcastle oh, just scratches yeah. off Miguel Amaron's <laughs> name in the contract <laughs> and puts Breck Shea.
2: It's <laughs>
1: going to be a t- Uh So look, if, 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 if we're we're a fan of the signing, strictly f- for the bants, right? We're going to have a oh, good time. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> the bands are going to be great. Yo, what if Miguel Amaron doesn't get sold? It's uh, imagine Joseph Martinez Pitti. Uh Piti, I'm sorry Miguel Amiron Ambrex Shay all on one team. that's too many
1: stars. That's unfair.
0: Uh, now the LA <laughs> Galaxy
1: East. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is it? MLS All Star Team. Tone it down, all right, guys. Come on, <laughs> you guys. You only get eleven. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> it's unfair.
1: So the uh, the other thing coming out of Atlanta. Uh, uh, is speaking of an Atlanta United player getting married, we should talk about another Atlanta United player getting divorced. Uh, <laughs> Arthur Blank. This is shocking news. This was. Today we're recording this uh, on January first. Uh, uh, Arthur Blank getting divorced from his third wife. Uh, you know the lady who has been by his side through success and through failure. Uh, you know even preemptive success, as it, uh, when you know remember when uh, during the Super Bowl she was the woman by his side who 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 left who was ready to celebrate the Super Bowl winning Atlanta Falcons, and that didn't work out the way it uh, they planned. Uh, she was she was in the uh, you know in the whip. Uh, and during the Atlanta United parade, uh, and and it's 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 over. I don't know.
0: That's it for her. No more whip
1: rides. You know, <laughs> know what I mean. So the, so the, she's the, she's going to get paid lovely. Okay? <laughs> the, so the weird thing is that a lot a lot of people are saying that she's the reason why Arthur Blank even invested in soccer to begin with and got involved in soccer because she was a fan of the sport so if this is the case then i mean we have to thank her for up for a lot you know she she's she was she the the beginning of this the inception of this idea for arthur blank to use some of those billions of dollars that he has uh to invest in soccer now now this is arthur blank's like favorite thing in the world maybe the is this is this what happens in um with with relationships where the other woman is really just a beautiful game you know maybe that's what happened Ryan, to Arthur
0: <laughs> that's what it is maybe he's now now he's married to soccer and cheating on soccer with her and she can't have it exactly so look and it, she introduced them you know it's like a it's like a husband who, who sleeps around with
1: your friend you introduce them you know, you know she's just like oh my god why did I wanted should have never I should have never uh, you know played that, that that messy highlight video uh never <laughs>
0: she's like i could have and then it got messy after that which is just ironic isn't it
1: look man we wish them all the best obviously when it comes to uh financial issues i think they're both they're both going to be fine uh, uh you know it, it's there's no real uh no, none, neither of them going to be on the street but uh you know arthur blank i'm sure either he will Finding—he's yeah, a- not going to be
0: sleeping in a in a sleeping bag at the Merc, you know, at the Mercedes <laughs> Benz.
1: So we'll see what uh, what happens to them. But it's uh, it is pretty uh, sad, I guess. I don't know. It usually, yeah, we wish them both luck in the future. But you know,
0: Arthur Blank is like, yo, I need to borrow an M- I need to borrow the MLS Cup. We are going to Magic City, baby.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of people when they when they pointed out the timeline, they were just like, hey, the Atlanta United won MLS Cup. MLS Cup ends up in Magic City. Arthur Blank is divorced. Okay. It seems like they might have been a bit of an issue with uh, a couple of these places that the, the, the cup traveled to.
0: <laughs> yeah. And no, all those photos, we need to enhance like they do on CSI and all that. You know what I mean? Just to find out the blanks sitting in the background in a dad hat at Magic City, trying not to get pictures taken of him.
1: Dad hat and a cigar.
0: Okay. <laughs> He's like, no, no, no. I told you no pictures, man.
1: So uh, okay, a couple other things uh, before... We get to our interview uh, with Dan Hunt. Um, so the rumor is uh, because of this, the transfer window is not open right for the next 30 days. January. This is this is what January is all about in in world soccer. the uh, The Christian Pulisic news. Uh, it it seems to be that there is already an agreement in place for Christian Pulisic of Borussia Dortmund to go. To Chelsea, uh, when the, the the rumors were leaning more towards Liverpool because of you know Jurgen Klopp, they know each other. The kid speaks German. They're gonna have a great time. He's not gonna be able to understand. Sorry, nobody understands. Sorry, he's uh, he has too many cigarettes in his mouth. Nobody gets it. <laughs> it's a, the guy's a maniac. <laughs> nobody, I don't even know how the players play. Well, they don't. They haven't heard one tactical like inf- line or of information from that man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're the, all the looking at David Luiz. Is like, look, I don't know. He pointed to the left. <laughs> Let's just go that way. Okay, <laughs> so, everybody to the left.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so Christian Pulisic. It seems like he's going to be ending up ending up at Chelsea. And everyone, I love how the, the 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 response. Not even just Americans are like, "Yo, this is great. Our own going to be represented on the prem. It's going to be great. I'm going to pick him in FIFA immediately." But. I love the response from everyone else in World Soccer. Everybody's just like, he's not playing, he's not good. Why are they get paying so much money for him? But this is this is the 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 thing that that a lot of the old-timey soccer heads, you know, like just like we have old heads in rap, we have old heads in soccer. And and yo whether They're not p- with that mumble soccer. <laughs> this is mumble soccer now, okay? This is what the kids like, okay? <laughs> that damn trap soccer. <laughs> okay, we don't need to be the playing. The sport used to
0: mean something.
1: <laughs> we don't need to play the game to, to, uh, to show our quality. Oh, my God, no, that doesn't happen anymore. How many Instagram followers do you have, CP? Yes. All right, that's what it we is? really want to know. It's not really about my techers. It's
0: more about my FIFA card, okay? <laughs> and in okay. FIFA, I'm fast and score every time I go to the left. Okay. So, so what are you I'm good?
1: Yo, are you saying that e-gaming is not a sport? Because I'll, I'm gonna send my homie, my Twitter army, at you to really let you know and give you a piece of their mind. Uh, We're gonna send out the homie Mike Labelle out to come <laughs> see you. Okay. Come say what up, though. <laughs> all right, and you're gonna get lost in his hair. All right, and that's what's <laughs> happen like here. we all do. <laughs> it's now. Natural. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so that that's been the response where everybody's like they don't because Jaden Sancho obviously has kind of won that spot uh you know in, in in Dortmund. And you know what? This has crossed my mind a little bit. Where yeah, Christian Pulisic is not getting a lot of playing time, but because of all the transfer news this is somewhat common where they'll they'll kind of sit the player to so that in the middle of any negotiation so that they can confirm that he's going to get sold they don't want him to get injured and stuff like that so that is I know Jaden Sancho has been playing well, but I also I also think that this has been part of it where they're like maybe th- this is a bit of a punishment towards Christian Pulisic for because he doesn't want to leave he he doesn't want to uh, renew the contract and he's out, he's done in 2020 so the idea is well, let's sell him now because we're not gonna or we're gonna lose him on a free so. Let, it just so happens to be the person they replaced him with is incredible. <laughs> yeah, he's also very, very good. Uh, but I, I, I feel like that's this is also a possibility that that it's not just Christian Pulisic is a bad player and he lost his spot. I think there's there's a a little bit of a uh, he's getting he's getting punished by Dortmund a little bit because of his decision to or or non uh, you know a lack of a decision to confirm that he wants to stay with the club. That's yeah, a,
0: and I mean, look, there is like all these rumors. Like they have like uh, what his dad followed Eden Hazard and Chelsea on Twitter, yeah. and all this stuff. Um, it, it's it's possible I, that I follow him Eden Hazard on
1: Twitter. It. Nobody's you know talking about yos. Is, is Christian is, is <laughs> Christian Polanco signing with? You? I mean, it, look, the uh, I put two and two together. It just seems to all make sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, that's it. That's the two and two. <laughs> you follow two players, and that's it. That's a hundred percent. That's all it goes. That's all it takes. But like, it's possible that he's being sad because, like, yo, he's he's being somewhat punished for wanting to leave or whatever. But just because Jaden Sancho is incredible, like you know, Messi's really good, but that doesn't mean the guy behind him is terrible all of a sudden because <laughs> Messi's great. Yeah, it's like yo. Christian Pulisic is an incredible player, and he needs consistent playing time. And when he gets it, and if it happens to be at one of the top clubs in the Premier League, I think American soccer is going to be just fine, regardless of what Jaden Sancho's doing or not doing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, if he does go to Chelsea, does he play? You you think there's a there's a real chance? Look, if if
0: Shaqiri and Riyad Mahrez are, after I said they weren't. Uh, you know then then it 's possible he can, but i 'll continue that streak and say he will never play, and he 's going to be a bust because I want him to do well
1: <laughs> look i I think uh for i I honestly think he has a better long term uh like sustainability and a real future with Chelsea as far as uh the other players that kind of play in his position right uh, uh Willian is i think around like 30 31 years old uh there's a couple older guys and and Pielsik is young dude i think he has a a longer future based on what the what the clubs look like right now and what the squads look like now i think he's better with playing time for maybe not this summer maybe not in 2019 but I think in the future, I think he would be getting some good playing time at Chelsea. Uh, I
0: think, uh, honestly, tactically, I think or his style, I think he's better. He's a better fit at Arsenal, especially the way Emery is playing. But I'm happy to see him go
1: wherever he's going to get playing time eventually. Yeah, he he would be fun to watch at Arsenal. Yeah, that would be fun, and they're already a fun team to watch. So, uh, so uh, before we get to our interview, uh, any any um. Uh, or, or should we do this after the interview? Do you want to say any favorite moments from 2018 that maybe people should, uh, you know, maybe look back to or things that you just uh, appreciated? We should we should talk about that for a second. Yeah, let's do that when we
0: come back. Okay, so yeah, why don't go. we do this? Why don't we go to the interview with Dan Hunt, owner of uh, FC Dallas. Um, look, we recorded this, as we said, in October. So just suspend reality for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's a really great interview. Uh, look, I know. And I also, I know some of the FC Dallas fans are not massive Dan hunt fans but we would love to hear from you because we don't know the ins and outs okay we would love to hear from you what you thought of this interview so if you are a fan of FC Dallas or if you just happen to know what's going on um, at FC Dallas better than Christian and I do let us know what you thought of the interview and let us know how you thought he came across because we happen to think he came across really lovely
1: yeah very nice and uh, kind of shed a little bit of light on the history of the of the team uh, and and just his his in you know the influence of, of his father on the sport and and it was really interesting so we didn't leave like hating the guy but we've heard negative things about him and that's fine to talk about so we would uh we would yeah we would definitely love to hear what what you guys thought because we we know less than you do especially the people uh in Dallas and in Frisco so uh all right so let's get right to it let's get to our interview with Dan Hunt right after this
0: Hey everybody Thank you so much For listening to Kooligans. We just want to break in With a word about What we're about to do We're about to go to The United Soccer Coaches Convention in Chicago
1: That's right We're going to be there On Podcast Row So we're going to be Filming, uh, you know, some uh, taping, some interviews. Uh, we're going to be talking to a bunch of people uh, in the soccer world. And it's going to be two comedians at a soccer convention. Uh, that you know, soccer conventions are not always known to be the the, the hottest, liveliest experiences. Not right? a lot of action lot of at that. these
0: events, <laughs> yeah, unless you're a soccer coach, and then this is the convention for you. But if you're a fan of the show, and you never thought to yourself, "Hey, I'm not a coach. Maybe I don't need to go to this convention. Maybe you're just a fan. And you want to come hang out with us? Come do it." going to be a podcast row. So there's going to be a bunch of podcasters, total soccer show is going to be there and we're going to be there. And we're just going to be talking to different people, we're going to be interviewing different people. You can come hang out, listen to us record a couple interviews. You could come meet us. We might pull you in and in, in, interview you. That's probably not going to happen but come out and hang out.
1: <laughs> Who knows? Just but don't just, you know, don't uh, don't heckle us like uh, you know, a lot of comedians are getting heckled nowadays. So uh, but it's uh it's it's su- it's going to be super fun. We yeah, like we like I said we went uh last year and we uh, we got to uh, hang out with a bunch of people. It was a really really fun experience, uh, and it's it's a unique thing that people uh, d- don't know much about. You know, this is this is like everyone in in, in American soccer goes to one location to talk about how to uh, how to grow this not only how to grow the sport, but how to like learn the game and and more learn more advanced like tactics and all these other things, but it is an honor for us to be invited and and we get to joke around and mess around with a lot of these people there. So uh, it's going to be something you don't want to miss. So go to UnitedSoccerCoaches.org. You can get all the uh, the event schedule and there's a bunch of stuff going on, but make sure you follow us because we're going to be there. Follow us on Instagram. We're going to be doing a bunch of Instagram stories and a bunch of fun stuff. Uh, So come check us out at the United Soccer Coaches Convention in Chicago.
0: Absolutely. And by the way, if you're a fan and you don't want to go to the coaches convention, but you want to come hang out with us, show up and let's turn it up. Let's make this the gulliest soccer convention <laughs> they've ever had. <laughs>
1: that's right. Yeah, that's, that's what they want. It's just a gully-ass <laughs> soccer convention. Get ready. Get ready, y'all. Yeah, baby, yes. come on! Oh my God, this back. Is, we're still in Dallas. We are still in Dallas, and we're. I'm. I'm not only thrilled, mostly nervous. Yeah. Uh, this is honored, honored that too. Uh, He's talking about being with me. But, uh, we're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at us, mostly right? that. But this is this is the first time we've had uh, a, a president, owner. President I mean, owner. really, just it, someone important, royalty. <laughs> yeah, <Someone> yeah. <laughs> you know, most of the time when people hear like uh, you know. Two comedians, uh, uh, and we want to talk to you guys on a show, on a the podcast. The suits don't want to be on it. The suits are anymore. like, wait, well, hold on. Nope, no, I, I need to protect the brand. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I have no interest. No, uh, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Well, but, the voice you're hearing if and what you're alluding to is yes. we're absolutely honored. We're here at uh, FC Dallas. It's awesome. Uh, grounds. We're here in the front office. And not only are we in the front office, we're talking to the front office. <laughs> we are talking to the president of FC Dallas. Ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving, put your hands together for the one and only Dan Hunt.
2: Dan uh, Thank Dan. you, guys. Guys, I'm nervously honored to be with you. Is it Mr. Hunt, Dan? Uh, Dan, or Hey You. Hey You.
0: (laughs) That's a real Southern charm. Because I want you to know, if I was president of anything, it would be Mr. Senor Alexis Guerrero. I want the whole name. Um, How How does it feel? Just, I guess, the easiest thing to talk about is first in the West, qualified for the playoffs. You know, uh, U.S. Open Cups in the past, all these just great victories. But right now, you guys are doing incredible. How does that feel?
2: I mean, the run we've been on since 2014 has been unreal. Oscar Perea is a special guy and a special coach. And it's been a great year. The team is so different than anything we've ever had here before. And when I say that, um, you know, we've had maybe some bigger stars. Uh, We had Mauro Diaz leave us uh, in the summer and, you know, happy for the opportunity for him. But we got a group of guys who love each other and they fight as a team. And I always tell people two things about FC Dallas. I can promise you this. We'll be organized on the field, and we're going to fight like hell.
0: Yeah, and they do. Very much so. You guys play like an absolute unit. Speaking of Oscar Boreja, rumors were that he got an opportunity, or at least he's on the short list of folks being looked at for the U.S. Men's National Team. I know you can't talk about that, but talk about just him as a coach. And it seemed for us like that's really deserving of an opportunity for someone like him because he has taken – this team that has lost some really big name players and it seems like you yeah, guys haven't lost a step. That's a, That's got to be a nod to his system and to the system that FC Dallas has set
2: up. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's see how it works out on the U.S. national team. We need to hire a coach for yeah. sure. And we got to be in that <laughs> yeah. process. Um, and I know U.S. soccer is working on it. He would be a fabulous coach if that opportunity came up and the club would very much support him. What an honor to be considered for what I consider the highest coaching job in America. And so if it worked out it works out that's great if not um, I know he's happy here we've had a ton of success with him and you're right it, it's the the person he is the heart I mean he. I heard uh, one MLS owner who will remain nameless uh, say he is a scrappy little you know what uh, after a game when uh, he Oscar had an altercation with their coach and I said yes he is and that's why we love him here <laughs> yeah. in Dallas yeah.
1: now he I fits that Dallas now <laughs> I'm just gonna try to figure out what the, the you know what in that it could
0: be anything Well, we're New Yorkers. It's probably a little different than
1: what someone said down
2: here. Let me tell you something. It's pretty universal, I've learned. (laughs) That
0: That is awesome. When you guys, you know, you switch from the burn, we have the big burn logo here. And there's so much that has changed about this club. One thing that sticks out to us and we've talked about on our podcast since the beginning is youth development. And you guys have tried some really different stuff. In particular, we talked to Tesho before, who's like every time we're training, there's a few of the academy kids with the the big players, the the first teamers. That I don't recall that happening in the past in American soccer. Wh- whose idea was that? And what do you think? Are, what, what are some of the benefits of it? What have you seen happen from that?
2: Well, you know, it, it's mm. on Oscar. Oscar really is the father of our academy here. He was the, the first head coach slash director, if you will, of the academy. Mm. And he grew it, and it grew in his image. And he's willing to have these kids in every single day. And you can imagine that as a 16 17 18 year old sometimes even the 15 year olds come in and they see that their teammates are getting selected to go train with the first team that only raises the level what it does for us is it allows us to evaluate and i would be shocked if any mls club has half as many academy kids in training session um, and it's just really you know good to see it gives us the barometer of where this club is and as our talent has increased here at the club you're seeing more and more kids. Um, And so it kind of feeds itself. It's that uh, chicken and egg, but now it's the self-fulfilling prophecy too of great talent getting even better every day.
0: Is that important for a league like MLS where you're, you know, you're constricted a bit with the, you know, you can't just go, go buy a player tomorrow. I mean, you certainly can, but you can't do that every time there's something happening. You have to, you have a cap and you have to do certain things. It seems like developing a player, especially from an area as rich as Texas is, I mean, there's a lot of space here. There's got to be kids playing soccer everywhere. Uh, There's a lot of kids and a
2: lot of cows. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, listen, if we, if, you know, if we could get a cow a contract, let's do it. But, but for the most part, I mean, there's so many. Is that a part of sort of how you see the future, especially now that MLS seems to be changing a bit where you have some teams that want to go out and spend crazy in the open market and some other teams want to become more selling teams? Seems like you guys have made a commitment to developing your players from this market.
2: Yeah. That's a little bit of the culture. Uh, My brother and I are traditionalists in the game and we think developing players is the way to go and I'll be honest with you all MLS fans should hear this every one of your markets has a ton of talent, but you've got to really work at it, scour it, and then have a plan to develop them. Um, so, I mean, there's so much great American talent. And I think for us, it's sort of our DNA here in Dallas. We've said, look, we want to be homegrown. Look, we will buy young talent out of South America, but we've also found value in the draft too. Um, the college players continue to you know, be great players. And I think you can find really you know, great roster players that can even start within a year or two. Too, so it's you know looking in a lot of buckets. Um, I'm proud of what we're doing on the youth side, though. The number of national team players, the success these academy teams are having is unbelievable. And now we have one of the inaugural girls' academy programs, which I'm really proud of. We've got three girls' teams, and they're doing great too. I mean, they you know I, I'm always stunned when I hear their record of winning about eighty percent of their games. It's amazing. That's
1: amazing. It's That's like, wild. the UConn women's basketball. You know what I mean? Like uh, dominant. Yeah. Uh, one thing <laughs> and, I'm uh, curious about. Speaking of uh, youth development. Uh, we're both Hispanic. There is a uh, th- there are sometimes concerns about the the, the Hispanic. You guys
2: are Hispanic?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. No. I- <laughs> sure, just to clarify. <laughs> well, we're both wearing cowboy hats to uh, yeah, yeah. against, uh. I was totally lost.
2: <laughs> 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 but,
1: but sometimes uh, that sort of has been a, a bit of a narrative that, uh, uh, across MLS, across American soccer where they're like the Hispanic player, the Latino player may, uh, or Latina player may I feel... disconnected, or they may not be able to either afford uh, being a part of uh, an MLS Academy or Youth Academy. Uh, it seems like from from that perspective, uh, FC Dallas is very much engaged with the Latino community. Uh, and, and And can you speak to that a little bit and, and the importance of that?
2: Yeah, you know, if you are a great soccer player, or even a good soccer player, I don't, you know, nobody cares where you're coming from. We care that you love the game, that you're a Person that you uphold the standards of this club, we're going to find a way to get you on a field. And I do think youth soccer is expensive. Uh, I'm a product of club soccer, and those dues, you know, continue to grow every year. I don't think it's a hindrance to what we see going on in the national team program at all. I've heard that as a reason. I think one of our biggest challenges at the national team was that the academy system started too late in MLS to affect the 2018 World Cup. And I say that because we were relying on. Guys guys who are 30 and older, and relying on kids like Christian Pulisic to be our savior when we didn't have a good core group of players uh, who are sort of that 24, 25, 26, 27. But we need to turn over every rock in every community to give kids an opportunity to play soccer. So few are professional soccer players, let's be honest. We have a social responsibility at FC Dallas to get the kids in our youth system to college. We get over 140 boys and girls a year, some kind of financial aid to college. And we're talking about a a lot of first-generation Hispanics to be the only, or why I say first-generation, they're the first generation in their entire family to go to college. Yeah. And that is a proud moment for us at FC Dallas. I think that's probably one of my favorite things that we do here, but you know, we need to be knocking down these barriers. And, and I'm not going to get on my political soapbox because nobody wants to hear it, but our government and all these barriers that are being built up, it's not okay what's going on. We need to t- treat our fellow human being with respect you know, and think about How to do right by people instead. And so I think, you know, at the core of this club is family we are a family business my brother and i are you know obviously business partners and and very very close and everybody here is family and these kids that are here again i don't care where you come from i care that you know you work to do your best and on the field off the field and try to make your community a better place that's who we are at fc dallas
0: that's a beautiful statement and you know you guys are right on the border too so you're like more bring on more kids (laughs) (laughs) more kids less
2: mexican clubs Yeah, yeah. We're happy yeah, there. yeah, more kids Come this way But
0: uh, the, Joking though You guys have Kind of a tough position Because you are On the border And a lot of folks Have fan bases Or the kids Is that the border
2: have, With Oklahoma? Yes <laughs>
0: that's what we're talking
2: about.
0: Build that wall <laughs> In Oklahoma but, <laughs> but, but you guys have Sort of these You know This affinity To the clubs Back home Right And, and wanting to play For a three Versus US Sometimes that happens But you also struggle with the fact that like Texas kids we all think first is high school football Friday night lights so you're trying to find the needle in that haystack that wants to play soccer and then you might have them trying to maybe go for an academy for a, a different uh, you know a, 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 for a Mexican team or something or just want to play at a different place how hard is that for you to go sort of sift through all of those kids that are here and find the find the ones that really want to play soccer
2: yeah five years ago if you look at our teams here, that and some of them were national champions you saw a great soccer player technically very good tactically very good maybe athletically not as good today we've seen so many kids leaving football so that battle is now smaller than it's ever been and they're leaving other sports and they see mls is a real career path obviously the mexican clubs here there's a lot of scouting um There is some affinity, uh, you know, to back home clubs where, you know, my grandfather was a fan of club XYZ and that's something we deal with here. Um, but. I think you're starting to see more and more kids say, hey, MLS is the viable option. Interestingly, uh, you know, Germany is one of the biggest challenges for a club like FC Dallas. We have more German scouts here looking at players, and we've had obviously Weston McKinney leave us for Schalke. But the number of German clubs that have interest in our players is pretty amazing. I would say that's now probably behind Mexico, the second biggest market market targeting our kids.
1: I did not expect that at all. Yeah. Is it, is it a, uh, is that a, a positive meaning like, Oh, we can possibly sell our uh, players, uh, to a German club or is it you're competing to get these kids to, to, to sign up to their
2: your Academy or a German one. You, you know, I think it's a positive. Obviously, um, they can pay a lot of money over there. they that's, you know, a challenge. Although I say MLS to their credit is continue to adapt and think about how we keep these top young talents and we have our relationship with Bayern Munich, which has been a fantastic... You guys just sent yeah, three yeah. players over there. Yeah, that's right. We, and uh, we had two go over for 10 days and one who's been on a six-month loan there. Oh, and wow. we're really you know proud of that relationship. Unbelievable club. We have a lot of the same guiding principles. We view it as the next step in our player development model where if a kid is not you know past the academy time, or, and when I say past, it doesn't even age-wise, they don't have to have outgrown our academy. And USL... Or or league one or, you know, championship, whatever route we go there, if they're, that's not the right fit or the first team, Bayern Munich has now provided a path for us, whether it's with their U19s or U23s, we now have what we can consider a complete suite of opportunities for kids to play soccer. Wow. So
0: you guys, for how, how early, how young is your academy? You have a U12 is our youngest academy. U12. The youngest kids here are U6. Wow. So uh, at the U6 level, I suggest you get a couple posters, put Stranger Danger! Have a guy in a leader hosen and cowboy boots. <laughs>
2: and like, it's a stranger danger. Don't. <laughs> hey, hey,
0: I don't care what clipboard they have. Do not <laughs> talk to <laughs> this man. Yeah. Yeah. Please stay away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just talk to us first. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. You know, give us a chance.
1: So, so speaking of uh, uh, MLS and and where it is now, uh, obviously you are uh, the, the Dan Hunt, the part of the Hunt family. A lot of history. Day uh, one. A day one, uh, day one with uh, with this league. Um, Um, I, 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 there's a bunch of questions I have. I know, I don't know what you're okay or not okay talking about, especially regarding the Columbus situation or whatever. I don't know what, I think things are resolved now, but we'll see. But mainly, I'm curious to know, what was your childhood like being a part of of this family and seeing uh, clearly soccer has been important to you from day one uh, but what what, how has that influenced you and to
2: where you are now and how you run a club now you you know it's funny uh, and my dad was such a pioneer in everything that he did and he had that never say die commitment to all sports soccer probably being the biggest one and you want to talk about a non-traditional path he fell in love with soccer after seeing uh, a Shamrock Rovers game my mother was in Ireland Uh, there you go Oh, I got a oh, Bohemian's yeah, jersey. There oh. you go. My mom was a Rotary scholar in Ireland, and he was over there visiting, and then he went to the 66 World Cup final. So this is totally non-traditional. Which is England,
0: when England yeah, won it. That's yeah. exactly
2: right. The so only he, time they won it. Remember that, England. <laughs> oh. yeah. Every time you make fun of us for saying the
0: word soccer that you gave us. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, go
2: ahead. Hey, they're sending their wooden ships over to get us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, They'll be here in six months. Like,
2: <laughs> do you have some tea? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, uh, it's it been funny, though. That's a non traditional path to fall in love with the game. And he fell in love with it, one, because of the passion of the fans, but two, because he thought whole families could play. Not just dads and sons, but moms and daughters. Right. And it could kick a ball around. Football's a little bit different. But my brother and I always talk about <clears throat> dad's legacy in sports. And before each one of us gets up and speaks at something, whether it's FC Dallas or the Chiefs or whatever, he says, we look at each other and go, whatever you do, don't screw up dad's legacy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Little he's bit of watching. A, he's yeah. watching. Yeah. You know, my dad was so supportive, and both Clark and I played soccer growing up, and he played at SMU. And he had a guy who was so influential in sports, but yet he never missed a game, almost never missed a game for either of us, no matter what it was. He was out shagging balls all the time, and I had people tell me we were on a soccer team with you when you were 13, and your dad was in the creek bed shagging balls. And I was like, well, I must have been. Shooting, yeah. <laughs> if it, but his love—not only for us, but love for other young people playing sports, participating, and love for these games. I mean, that's why sports are you know where they are today.
0: Yeah, it's 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 funny to me because you know you hear the name so much and and the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup and and it's it's from. Watching soccer and you know Christian and I has become a, a lot more interested in MLS more recently because of the podcast and when NYCFC started up by us we became season ticket holders because we wanted to be a part of the league and sort of that advancement of it and the name Hunt just continues to come up is that is that something that guides you guys in every decision you make you mentioned don't ruin Dad's legacy don't is, screw it up don't screw it up there <laughs> you go is it Is it heavy, a crown to wear with a hunt name, or is it something that you think gives you the opportunity to have a bit more say in how the game goes because you have sort of this very patriarchal figure in the sport in America.
2: Yeah. It's really an opportunity. Um, You know, it's something that I'm so proud of. And, you know, people ask me, well, how do you, you know, fill those footsteps that he left before? And I'm like, by getting out of the way of them Um, and, you know, and making my own Mark. Um, And Clark talks about it too. And, you know, we're so excited about the National Soccer Hall of Fame opening here. This is our family's generational goal of pre- preserving soccer in this country. And it just didn't sit right with either of us. And people are like, oh, well, is it because your dad was in the class, uh, You know, National Soccer Hall of Fame or was class of 82? And yeah, that that is a little bit. But my dad fought so hard with so many great people who worked their tails off to make soccer work in this country. And those people need to be honored. A Dad's fortunate enough to have his name on the trophy and not everybody can have their name on a trophy but even you look at the inductees this weekend their impact on the game of soccer is unbelievable and you know we need to honor those legends and that's only going to raise the stature of soccer in our country and as you have more MLSers and more of the women's national team players go on it will transcend communities that we have in the United States where people say that person you know came from an upbringing like mine and look where they are. They were on a World Cup pitch or they won an MLS Cup or, you know, they're now in the National Soccer Hall of Fame. And that's why I, I'm thrilled to bring it back. Um, and I think we've done an outstanding job with it. But uh, those are big shoes. I just stay out of the way. Yeah, that's wh- really smart. Well, that's awesome. One
1: thing I, I, that I would love to ask you about and maybe just your... I
2: need my lawyer.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably, <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, one of them, it, your uh, when, when MLS looked like it was uh, possibly not going to continue. One of the big things was the, uh, you know, the the Hunt family bought uh, several teams. And this is, I'm basing this on vague memory of what exactly happened, but I I, I believe, wasn't it that uh, Lamar Hunt purchased like four or five teams when uh, when it looked like the MLS was not going to, I forgot what year. The 2010,
2: they contracted so, two well, teams. Well, well, so no, let's take it a step yeah. further back. In November of 2001, we're sitting in the Chiefs' offices, and it was my first day on the job, and we're all sitting around and uh, actually the vice president of the Chiefs' office taking a conference Call. It was my dad, my brother Clark, John Wagner, who at the time was president of Huntsports, and myself. and boy, the call just went as badly as a, any call could ever go, including having a bunch of people hang up on each other. And I sort of hear this voice in the background. I think it was uh, Mark Abbott's at the time and, and who's still at the league and really one of these great caretakers of MLS and probably doesn't get enough credit. But, you know, Mark said, well, I guess we're hiring the bankruptcy attorneys. And so then everybody hangs up. This is day one. This is day one for me. So my <laughs> so, so well, you uh, must have been like, was it me? <laughs> uh, uh, I was negotiating my salary. Yeah, for it. I was like, "How many years is my contract here?" <laughs> <laughs> um, and my brother looked over at me and goes, "Congratulations, you've been hired and fired on the same day." <laughs> yeah. um, and you know, our dad, Lamar, just that never say die. He rallied a couple people. Phil and shoots. Phil doesn't get enough credit. Is Robert that AEG, AEG, yeah. Robert Kraft um, rallied, and so we wound up with three teams. Uh, the third to the stable was the Burn at the time. As we look at this trippy logo. Yeah. We with, which yeah. is quite a conversation piece every time anybody comes in here and, and sees it. And I just, you know, and I'm like, well, if you should have seen the Wiz logo, yeah. too. <laughs> I mean, those are some epic ones. That's a but, rough one. But yeah. what's kind of trippy
0: because I've always, the one thing I noticed growing up, I had friends that wore MLS jerseys because they were so, like, they were so flashy at the time and they were so cool. And... Uh, the legs are lightning bolts on the horse. Yes. And that's something that, I don't know who the designer is. You haven't gotten any credit for it. It is awesome. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Let let me just tell you, I think it came out of Portland and I'm not going to say what went into (laughs) it. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to touch that. Well, it's Um, legal there now. (laughs) It is, it is. Oh, and we're past the statute (laughs) of limitations. So so we're all good. We're all good. But um, we picked up, the burn at the time Phil picked up basically five and a half teams uh, and the craft stepped in and got a a half of another team. And you know, the math was, was a little funky in that, but I got to be honest with you, you you would sit around after those owners meetings where, where there were 10 teams and the three of us, and it was like a mean game of battleship. You'd sit around, it was like a folding table. We had, we, we had gone down to basically having a folding table as our league meeting. Um, and it was just where the league was at the time we struggled that's the mo- not the that mo- long ago bro. I know <laughs> is I know. that it's insane <laughs> you're talking about it like it's black and white
0: video and this is
2: not that long ago <laughs> yeah no it, it wasn't that long ago and you're right it just I dig this out of my memory and I sort of shake my head at, at the whole thing and then you get to Salt Lake coming in the league and I remember that I, I the purchase price for Salt Lake was like 3.8 or 3.9 million dollars we were all sitting there high-fiving each other around the table going <laughs> yeah we got it. We got point eight two and, and, and everything. And now you look at what these franchises sell for, it just boggles your mind and people are lined up out the door. I can almost go nowhere without getting asked, "Hey, how do I get an MLS franchise?" And I'm like, "Am I a Pez dispenser?" <laughs> yeah, MLS franchise. Also, oh, you hang
0: out with a different class uh, of people than do? because no one's asking that. People are like, "How do we get in the game for free to watch?" one? you got you know people who want to buy a team. Have you well, thought about selling? I mean, this is no,
2: I, no. You know, I get asked all the time, or and when I say all the time, people are like, "Oh yeah, we'd like to buy part of the team from you. What are your thoughts on that?" And I'm like, "No, no, no, I'm good. We're good. We're good. Uh, we're in for the long haul." On that's this, awesome. um, and that's just who we are. And this is something I'm so passionate about and I love with all my heart. People ask me all the time, oh, do you like uh, soccer better or American football better? And I say, look, here's the truth of it American football is the ultimate team game you cannot take a half a step the wrong way, all right? Soccer is the most beautiful game in the entire world to watch. It is artistry, it is majesty that unfolds right in front of your eyes, right? The genius of what happens Oh, and by the way, I have the greatest job in the world. So I'll let yeah. that answer it for you. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's that's a beautiful way to look at it. I mean, this isn't bad. You know, going back to the... I don't know if you guys... We mentioned this, but you can oversee the stadium and the grounds here from the conference room that we're in. And we're, in the conference room, there's photos of like the OG Dallas Burn Days. And, you know, there's the horse that they used to ride in and the old logo. Looking back and hearing the stories and, and looking around at this room and then looking out this window and seeing just this expansive new stadium with the soccer hall of fame there how much does that mean to you and where else do you go from here
2: yeah you know i you just the change and i think back i'm looking at these photos and seeing the cotton bowl um and then our uh, ill-fated experiment in south lake when we did that and uh, we won't touch on that time period here <laughs> <laughs> the dark um, days <laughs> yeah and you know the cotton bowl to its credit was an iconic stadium and dallas continues to spend on it um and it's had some Games and I know when the World Cup, you know, twenty twenty six comes around, it's in consideration, and I, as is AT and T, but you look at this facility and you say, wow, this is the culmination of a lot of good things and a lot of luck. You know, we wound up here because of an article in the Dallas Morning News. My dad read a story about the city manager here in Frisco named George Purifoy who made everything happen. Um, there have been great mayors, but George is the deal maker, and we wind up here in a million dollars later for the stadium and the fields in this complex and my dad made <clears throat> Clark and I promise Uh, before he passed away, that we would continue to take care of our stadiums. He said, if you take care of your stadium, it will take care of you. And the National Soccer Hall of Fame is that next evolution. It was a $58 million expenditure. And what I would tell you is this was the third stadium in Major League Soccer. And if you look at the evolution, some of these new stadiums are really amazing. We really didn't have a front doorstep. You didn't have that iconic aha moment. And now we have that iconic moment for a photograph out front. That experience you take home with you. Every time we go to Chicago to see the Bulls play, we're, we're a minority owner in the team. I get my photo with the Michael Jordan statue. Yeah. Right. And we want people to take photos and take the experience home with them. So we've come a long, long ways from the days of Battleship, sitting around yeah. <laughs> with three owners. That's pretty cool. That's so wild I, just to hear those stories. Back I, took a, I took a
1: photo in front of the Jordan statue, maybe like seven, eight, maybe eight, nine years Ago, and it was just like it was just the Jordan statue on a Stone or whatever, mm-hmm. and now it's like gorgeous. Like they put like a, a really nice uh, light lighting around it. I'm oh just, really? I'm just I'm glad there's just some improvement. That's I'm such I, a it,
0: Knicks fan that I refuse to wear Jordans <laughs> or take a picture with any statue. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I thought we were building a friendship, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and now you tell it. me this. <laughs> to this day, I still can't wear Jordan sneakers because that man stopped us from having a parade over and over. He left, yeah. we still couldn't win one, and then he came back and then he stopped <laughs> us again. How do you do it?
1: How do you do it?
2: <laughs> yeah, he was able to rain on other people's parade. Either. Yes, for sure. Right, yes, right, he right. has monsoon. <laughs> so
1: I did want to ask him. We'll see how much you can talk about it or not. But the y- y- there's a clear uh, e- emotional connection and a real bond with uh, with the league, and I'm sure with with the other teams. The clearly the the Columbus situation was very complicated and very difficult for a lot of people. Uh, I mean, seeing we actually did a show in Columbus for uh, a lot of the like Save the Crew fans, and it was like it was it was. Incredible, and it had a huge effect on me seeing how passionate people were, right? Because if you're a passionate soccer fan, you're it, it's it, you live this almost weird life where you can't really talk about it with many people, right? And depending on what like market you're in, right? It's so, a subculture almost. Yes. So seeing that, what made me more connected to the sport, more connected to uh, that particular team. Uh, how do you feel in general about? that concern that fear of teams moving to begin with which are, which is obviously hard what is your uh uh more than just your opinion but more like uh how how does it feel from your perspective with uh w- with all of that going on
2: yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens in columbus in the end and here's what i would tell you about it um and I, again something i i got from my dad and as i got older i understood it more and more It's not good to have sports franchises move. It's just not. People, it's their heart, their soul, their passion. It's unifying. We talk about the fans from Mexico and the generational love for these teams down there. It's some common bond that you can share that transcends most everything else. And so, you know, you don't ever like to see a sports franchise leave. And I hope there's a resolution there and everything, you know, can work out in a positive manner. Columbus is a great city. They deserve to have an MLS franchise, I believe. Um, you know, again, when we built that stadium, that was an emergency build. And that was also the first soccer specific stadium in the country. Yeah. You got it. And, but it, that was an emergency build because, Ohio State, who we were a tenant to uh, playing our games there, and you want know, to talk about difficult playing in front of crowds in the, in the horseshoe at the time, um, it, it, they said, oh, by the way, guys, you're out. Here, we're going to renovate the stadium and spend a bunch of money on it so you have no place to play, Columbus Crew. And again, my dad, with that never say die attitude, which is now, you know, just so cool, said, you know what? Well, I'm just going to go build a soccer stadium and we're going to finish it in nine months after the design, which, I mean, just insane. Yeah. You could never, that stadium was actually, I finished it basically in nine months so that the crew could have a, a home. Sometimes um, babies take longer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did.
0: I was a monthly late
2: (laughs) that explains a lot of things
0: (laughs) (laughs) they took a little extra long with the design
2: (laughs) (laughs) I like it I like it um no but uh so in retrospect maybe that stadium's not in the perfect spot and a stadium in a different area may be more successful, and I hope that soccer continues to grow in Ohio. I mean, when we built this thing here, people actually thought we had lost our mind. You know, we're talking about you know this great stadium, but this was at the end of the earth as we knew it. I mean, I thought you know, I thought past being flat, I, I thought you fell off. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know this was here. <laughs> I was like, Dad, you read an article about what and where? Yeah. I was like, Don't you know the Kraken is there and their ships fall off? Right, and, yeah, please and- <laughs> stop. Stop
0: reading. <laughs> yeah,
2: uh, and, uh, you know, it has worked out because the population moved here. And he said, too, another, you know, there, a lot of wisdom. He said, I will be gone, guys, but you will be in the right spot in Frisco. I promise you. And the toll road is going to go to Oklahoma, which is really the big economic driver here, road wise, in this community. And, oh, by the way, the ivy will finally grow all the way out on the stage. And so we don't have to stare at the blank concrete walls anymore. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was, I, was I was like, this is a powerful moment yeah, here yeah. as all this is being imparted. So, I hope for the people of Columbus. I hope for the everybody in the region in Ohio. Um, you know, and obviously there's other MLS stuff going on. Yeah, that uh, you know they can stay, stick around, whatever it is, and um, you know be successful. But also, you know, you need the com- community to support these teams. Yeah, uh, you got to have the fan base, fan base. You know, with tickets, with in stadium atmosphere, and the corporate partners too. To, yeah, that's. To yeah, that's a huge one. Yeah. That's what that's what's driving these teams right now. While you know TV revenue is where it is, you've got to rely on those things. But you know, I'm excited to see what's going to happen in you know 2022 with new TV contracts. ESPN, Fox, everybody's been fantastic supporters of the league. I got right. to give all of our TV networks a lot of credit. They've done a great job of growing MLS.
0: Are you excited about a potential another interstate rival?
2: You know, if people are like, oh. Does that that harm your development? People all the time ask about, uh, oh, well, that'd be bad for you if there was a team in Austin or San Antonio or whatever. And I say, here's the truth of it. You know, I actually think it will grow MLS in Texas if there's a giant rivalry with a couple teams. I think that is a big positive and I think it will push us if it happens I mean Houston is pushing us all the time they've had successful teams on the field and that rivalry our fans have latched onto but having another team will just push us to work harder and innovate and be more thoughtful in how we recruit and build our teams here so I think it's a good thing the, m- the more teams you know the merrier um, especially when they're paying expansion franchise yeah. fees That's yeah. like, uh, bring it on uh, <laughs>
1: Well, Texas is so big, you can have your own MLS. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
0: can- well, they do think they're their own country here. So, <laughs> yeah, it makes a little sense to We allegedly world. were at some point. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, if you could make, if you were handed Don Garber's seat for one day and you can make any change in the league anything didn't matter N- no, nothing too outlandish nothing too small what do you think you would I know it's a tough question I would, I would argue he has more influence than Don Garber I don't
1: know <laughs> it nah. seems like that well
0: I mean he's the commissioner so I would assume right, they can make changes whoever uh, he, whoever the he, king he, the uh, czar of uh, he, yeah, he, he may
2: have more he actually fined me and I had to pay so uh, uh, <laughs>
0: <really>? <laughs> did you um, do it in pennies
2: <laughs> 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 um, no Don I, you know my dad it was an interesting comment on Don, um, Don coming from the NFL. And when, when he got the job, and my dad believed it, as we all do, it was Don is the right guy at the right time for MLS. We would not be where we are today without Don Garber. That's
0: unequivocally. Like, yeah. even the fans who maybe who have boo some, him at the draft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that happens all the time. You know, you sit at the top, you're going to get booed, right? Even the fans who despise him sometimes and say really negative things about him, no one... No one could take away what he has done for this league. He is a another cornerstone. He got he got the league to where it is today because there was a period of time where no one thought you just talked about it. It was going to survive past a phone call, and he was a big part of helping that sort of come out of that that era.
2: Yeah, and, and you know Don is going into the National Soccer Hall of Fame this weekend, which is well deserved, and I think he's done a, a fabulous job. Having his seat uh, is such a difficult you know, conversation, to be honest with you. Um, You know, people always talk about, you know, promotion, relegation. They talk about salary cap. They talk about all those things. The league is where it is, and the soccer in this country is where it is because – you know, the rules that we have and it's made it successful. Otherwise the league might not be here and we would be living in the stone ages of soccer. If MLS did not exist. Um, I think, you know, this may be one of my biggest, then I I would say this was what I would challenge the league with. How do we get, you know, Leah MX more involved with what we're doing at MLS and, and maybe you know, I know we have Concacaf Champions League, but is there a thought or a day where we become one giant league? I think that would be super exciting. That yeah, would be to, insane. So, so
1: that new, yeah, that news recently came out, and and it, it, it seems, uh, it, it seems cool in in theory. It just seems lo- exciting too. Logistically, it seems like it would be quite intense is, is that not a fear or oh it, it would be very intense I yeah, mean travel, it, alone. It tra-
2: travel alone I mean here here's the truth guys where do we stop an expansion right I mean you know is it I people ask me I said is it 32 where the NFL is and the the truth is you may have smaller markets that will be very supportive of MLS franchises yeah. and you may get past 32 so then do you say well man we need to split back into uh, an east and a West and then you play on one side side of the bracket or the other there's just so many nuances yeah, yeah. and i think we maybe you know another thing i would then challenge or say I think we need to do a better job of explaining the format to our fans. And and that's kind of a big nebulous statement. And you talked about the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. And people congratulate me still all the time on that and have no idea what it is. <laughs> like, Your name's
0: uh, on it. Gotta yeah, it's got to be good. It's yeah. got to be good.
2: You appear okay. I'm looking at you. Yeah. You're okay. It yeah. must have been a good thing. Um, and I think – educating soccer fans. Uh I heard, you know, stuff recently that, you know, some of some of, you know, attendance challenges for different teams around the country is that people have a fear of not understanding the rules. There's a whole generation of people older than me that didn't grow up playing soccer and so they have a little fear of not knowing the rules and being almost shamed yeah. into not knowing it. And so I think explaining the game Working on the format so that people understand. I mean, supporter shield versus winning MLS Cup. Yeah, yeah. You, you know. And then what is this CONCACAF Champions League thing? I, I just think we've got to figure out the right messaging here. But we've come a long ways. Yeah,
0: we have. Okay, especially yeah. from the early talks and looking around at some of these photos, we have come a very. <laughs> There's long some way.
2: epic haircuts, by the way, <laughs> in some yeah, of these are.
0: photos. You would, you, although Jason Crisis photo, that haircut has not changed one bit. Nope. Yeah, yeah. it still looks exactly the same. <laughs> Right. He literally him. does look the same. It looks like he just threw on like a throwback jersey <laughs> and is running around his backyard in that photo.
2: Yeah. So recently, I uh, and it's been in the last year and a half or so. I uh, bought a uh, jersey, um, a Dallas Burn jersey that Oscar Pareja had signed. Wow. It was in one of our charity auctions, and Oscar and I have a really special relationship, and I wanted to have a Dallas Burn jersey, authentic and everything, and Oscar signed it. And one day, I was going into my gym, and it's that it's lined up with a bunch of jerseys, and I looked at it and go, wait, I was sold a uh, bag of goods. I looked down at the tag on it, it was XL size. I was like, Oscar never sniffed an XL yeah, jersey no. a- at all. I was like, I want my money back from the <laughs> F C Dallas Foundation. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's back. hilarious.
0: Give <laughs> me my money back I'm and gonna, I know who go, to talk who to. to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's absolutely awesome. I mean, this has been really impressive and we're really happy that we got a chance to come down here. Um you you do a lot other than just, you know, be the president and part owner of F C Dallas. Is there somewhere where the fans can kind of keep up on what you and your groups are doing or I mean, Maybe follow you specifically? Are you active on Twitter?
2: Yeah, I, I spend a little bit of time on Twitter and uh, also a little bit on Facebook. I periodically do chats. Maybe one of the, the fun things I do is a little Facebook Live. Um, they can catch us on that. We schedule it out sort of once a month. That, that's that's a fun thing. And, you know, I've got other interests, but in the end, I'm here every day. Um, I love this sport. I'm responsible for this franchise, but I'm also responsible for the story of soccer in this country. And I love it that people like you guys, I love it that f- there are fans out there. I've heard from more fans across the country in the last couple of days that have seen Hall of Fame stuff. I love it that people are passionate about the game. It's epic. We need that love. We need that passion. We need that enthusiasm and that encouragement to grow this game. We are the underdog, but that's about to change. I mean, we, we really have become one of the major sports. It was always, oh, well, soccer, soccer. Yeah, you it was know. the big four and, and soccer. Yeah, and we're and, in it and, now. And, and, And we're in it now and my dad said you know guys I'll be gone but in 50 years I believe it's going to be the NFL and Major League Soccer. Those will be the big two leagues out there and he was generally pretty good since he wound up in three major sports halls of fame and yeah. about eleven or twelve other ones. And so I'm a my I'm, if I'm a betting man, I'm betting on Dad. That's
0: awesome! That's I, I can't really wait incredible. for the league to develop the. They have DP players. We should have DPHs designated podcast hosts, and then maybe we can get in that hall of fame. <laughs> I, I got I mean? him drafting a contract
2: right now for you, <laughs>
0: There's but, some, buddy. I'll, I'll put I'll do it for barbecue. Okay,
1: <laughs> <laughs> know, then we have a
2: deal, sir. <laughs> I just negotiated down, my friend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, dan hunt thank you so much for taking the time to talk to two comedians from new york uh, silly silly boys <laughs> thank and you for welcoming us. us yeah i mean like just uh, uh, as far as just being into the sport and, and being uh our our hope is that the comedy world is is no longer mocking soccer i mean that that's usually from the stand-up world that's usually what we always always heard there's a Plenty of comedians that, that mock the game and it's a big joke or whatever. Uh, we're really trying to change that because nowhere else in the world would that be accepted, right? Yeah, <laughs> no,
2: it's right. You guys remember the Simpsons episode where they had the yeah, soccer game where they like, yeah, right? yeah. pass the ball back and forth in yeah. the back to each other. Yeah. And he's like, oh, one guy passes to the other, <laughs> other guy passes back. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you're right. It's a, a lot of laughter, and a lot of good times, but this is um, – you better get on this bandwagon now, and I appreciate you guys doing this. Thank what a you, what a hoot to do it with y'all, and you're welcome back anytime for barbecue. Thank all you right, so
1: much, Dan Hunt. Uh, all right, guys. This is th- an honor. Th- absolute honor. Thank you so much for listening. Um, again, make sure uh, you like the show. Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Five
0: stars on, on iTunes is great. Join <laughs> uh, the Gully Squad. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, Dan Hunt, thank you again. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Hey, that was a great interview. Dan Hunt.
1: Dan Hunt. Round of applause for Danny Hunt, right? So (laughs) thank you again for for listening to that. And like we said, yeah, let, let us know what you thought about that. And we, you know, again, we have never... Spoken to uh, uh, an owner of a of a team, we don't we didn't know exactly uh, how to approach. Let's
0: say it. correctly, no owner of any team has ever agreed to speak <laughs> to us.
1: We have, we're like insanely insanely grateful again. I've been saying this, but it was you know, FC Dallas did not have to do what they did, uh, and to give us th- that that amount of access and to be that you know, it wasn't it wasn't like even one of those things where they were like uh, where, where Dan Hunt was like, I need to see the questions beforehand. He was. Just just like oh who you you want to talk to these guys okay cool i'll talk to them and they were super cool and uh, just almost irresponsibly cool. That's all. That's the point I'm trying to make. They were
0: yeah. It's they, like yeah, You guys should be a lot less cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, honestly, it was it was a big honor for us. And uh, it's, I'm kind of sad that that was our last interview we did there uh, I, that we're going to put out. Uh, this should be an all the second segment should always be FC Dallas interviews. <laughs> perpetually, especially whole, since they're going to get you know 11 new players. <laughs> so <laughs> it only makes sense. Well, um, I think we're the new but, scouting
1: yeah. team. I don't know this. We're,
0: we're, <laughs> <laughs> we got hired? Yeah, we're just we make. Please don't say that because people are going to believe that too. Okay, <laughs> we, 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 to <laughs> we stop make,
1: this. We make the player decisions uh, on, the, on all the roster decisions here. So yeah, uh,
0: so Reggie Cannon stays only if he admits <laughs> that Eminem is out of date. <laughs> uh, so I mean, look, shouts to FC Dallas for having us down there. That was absolutely awesome. Now our favorite moments from 2018. That's right. What? Okay,
1: so you want to go first, Christian? Why don't you start? Uh, I mean, there there were uh a lot of good ones uh but my uh, favorite moment i mean honestly the fa- so i think we might end up saying the same thing but i, I, I is that because i told you what mine's going to be and you're about to say it now no 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 i'm not going to say i i, I want to say something specific about yours uh because my favorite moment of of 20 of 2018 of well, of just the Cooligans the experience uh had to be uh, karaoke with Michael Magid in, <laughs> during, <laughs> during the World Cup comedy tour.
0: <laughs> well, here's the here's the real shame is that the world didn't get to see this.
1: Yes. Uh, that And that is the real. Yeah, if you followed us on Instagram uh, during that time, you saw some Instagram stories of, of, of this stuff. And this was... <laughs> I, I, I really can, hope TSS is listening. <laughs> Look, this was just... So Michael Magid, uh, you know... This is in Cincinnati. This is in Cincinnati. This is, uh, you know, you can Look up, Michael Badger. he's a comedian. He's also uh, uh, the host of the Inside the 18 uh, podcast. the a goalkeeping podcast. And uh you know on the tour obviously you have to let off a, l- a little bit of steam uh you know and people have different ways of doing that <laughs> and the some of them are
0: some of them are just like sitting there quietly other people have more magical ways <laughs> of doing
1: it and and yes Michael Magic uh w- while we were in Cincinnati the th- that bar that we were at and we he picked- We were at a really sad bar uh, <laughs> look
0: and- the only way to explain it is a bar that could fit 150 but only 6 people showed up <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Um, They were doing karaoke There was a child too young to be at a bar Doing karaoke Uh, There was a bunch of people who I think Fancy themselves professional singers And it was almost like an unspoken competition Between them And they were very like they were like encouraging each other, and it was all very sad. Which is it was all karaoke, extremely sad.
1: Karaoke singers—that's the last thing they should do—is encourage each other. We don't need any of yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> where, where <laughs> why are you guys they
0: getting mean, all we'd this? Have less of them <laughs> if someone would have not encouraged them.
1: Where are you getting uh, this confidence from? I don't know what this is.
0: <laughs> how is this possible? There is beautiful people hiding at home, yet you are all out of here, just in your in your in your should be asleep clothes. <laughs> you know, no one was dressed to be out. It's just—it's like we're in a strip mall. The food was terrible. I don't know how to. Explain this was just the saddest place on earth
1: <laughs> but um watching him and then watching and then a phoenix rises <laughs> from the dust watching him uh he he sang modest yahoo in that's in hold on <laughs> just in case
0: anyone thought they misheard you i need you to understand this man
1: knew all the lyrics to every to modest Yahoo, every modest Yahoo song, <laughs> because this is we're in Cincinnati, we're in Southern Ohio, we're in basically Kentucky, right? Nobody's modest. Yeah, what? What'd you say yeah. about my mother? You know, it's one. We're, of those we're things. We're in
0: Cincinnati.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and watching- all I can
0: say is he knows all the lyrics to <laughs> speed reggae rap. <laughs>
1: yeah oh man uh, teenage teenage magic years must have been something special wild
0: uh i kind of want to readjust my uh favorite moment of 2018 to taylor rockwell's face as mike magic sang the lyrics to <laughs> <laughs> uh, Justin, I'll, uh, I'll say i'll say this my favorite moment of 2018 was just um you know when we finally got on the plane uh, to come home after uh, that World Cup comedy tour, it was three weeks away uh, from home, which was, you know, tough on all of our loved ones to just take that huge chunk of time in the summer to go away. But I couldn't I couldn't thank the fans more. I couldn't think of anything better. Just, you know, when we started this podcast, we said, trust me, there's a market out there for people who like comedy and like soccer and there was no no better proof of that than than the thousands of fans. Uh, <laughs> and I may be making that number up, but the, <laughs> the hundreds of fans that came up to us and were just like, yo, this is so great. Uh, we can't wait till you do this again. Next time we promise to tell people about it now that we know what this is. Because uh, <laughs> we thought it was a it trap was- at first. Yeah, dude, so many people were like just real sus about what was going (laughs) to happen. They just didn't understand, is this even going to be good? Uh, One show in particular was uh, a a family that was very upset because they thought this was going to be all jokes about soccer and their kids played soccer, and I, you know... No, uh, (laughs) I swear sometimes. So they were very upset, but I mean, all in all, I mean, if you, if you look at that entire tour from the highs of, of Mike Madge doing (laughs) Yahoo to the lows of Virginia beach, (laughs) uh, the the whole thing, I wouldn't give up any of it. It was all perfect. And it was exactly what, um, what I had hoped for. And I, I can't wait to, to see sort of how, uh, our live shows are adapted now after this and and now that I know that people want to see us live even more I can't wait to do it again and again and again yeah
1: uh it was 2018 D- did change our lives dramatically with with the kind of uh, uh support that we got kind of love and 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 just uh you know the 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 new love affair between the Cooligans and total soccer show I mean that, that absolutely. was absolutely that was uh that was quite a bond that we you know we didn't know what to expect uh and and we now and it's not just a, a, a group of people that that enjoy working together but it's it's we're all friends now uh, which is uh we we gained we gained uh, some new friends uh going on that tour and that was uh that was really really great so uh it was absolutely awesome and the other thing also i just want to i mean
0: i'm gonna mention the name atlanta again but that last show happened to be in atlanta because it was uh, for mls all-star so if mls All Star was in any other city would have been there but to have that culmination of all of those just legends that we've we've admired from afar and and sportscasters and writers and stuff that we've we admire their writing and their journalism to have them all in one room and those fans who said, you know what, I'm not going to go to the Men in Blazers show or I'm going to leave the Men in Blazers show to catch, uh, you know, the World Cup Co. Comedy Tour for the people who did that and for the for the the writers and the and the soccer legends and Tony Miola and Alexi Lalas and, and Max Brados and all the people that showed up and and got on stage just Absolutely floored me, man. When I looked out, you know, when I shushed Alexi Lali for speaking too loud at the back of a comedy show, <laughs> just the the mere thought of those words coming out of my mouth, if you would have told you know 10 or 12 year old me that he would have told you you were lying you know what i mean but honestly
1: not that big of a surprise that somebody had to tell alexi lawless to shut up
0: (laughs) no that is true but the fact that we got to be the ones to do it
1: (laughs) it was an honor right (laughs) it was an
0: absolute honor and you know just you know we we talk about this all the time that you know the live show is really where you get to see who we are and what we do and for so many people to get a chance to see that and so many important people um including the fans and people who've supported us since day one, like your Jay Riddles and your and your Kelly Francis and 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 you know Footy Mob was out there and and uh all those other groups it's just everyone it was just absolutely incredible uh the culmination and the was I mean just so many people that we that we work with that we love that came to see us and were like yo you guys are really funny like for real that was insane to me like for Tony Miola to tell me I'm funny when I'm like homie you're a legend your face is on you know that your posters up at
1: sandwich shops you yeah. know what I mean And Max Berardo's came up to me he was like Susio. He was just like, Oh, you got you're a little dirty yeah. up there. <laughs> that is perfect, dude. That <laughs> made me so happy. So, uh, so yes, those were, uh, that, that tour was, uh, was huge for us. I mean, there's so many, uh, look, we can, we can go on for hours on, on su- so, like super fun things that we got to do, uh, in 2018. But all you got to do, all you got to do is really just, uh, follow us on anything we do. And, uh, you know, and you'll, you'll see, we'll, Watch our watch U- our YouTube channel is one of those things, uh, that you can like look back on and you can sort of see the history of the kooligans and how we got to where we are uh from uh our our older episodes recording in like your apartment you know what i watched those i watched those from time to time and i'm like damn alexis you've lost so much weight from uh from when we started this you were tremendous what the hell happened
0: yeah man, I did lose a lot of weight. I look back and I'm like, "Oh my god." Uh and I'm still eating pizza. Your boy is figuring it out. <laughs> okay. Also, uh this is this is something we should probably do offline, but do you still have the video you think of him singing that uh doing karaoke?
1: I'm sure I do. Yeah. I I
0: look, I can don't like- why don't we do this? Why don't we post that up? <laughs> In the Gully Squad group,
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure, yeah, so, that that is a that's a you. It is a privilege to watch that. I, that cannot go out just to the, to the, the uh, public, tariffs.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. That is you need to join Gully Squad just to see this video. <laughs> Honestly, even if it's just for a month, it's worth <laughs> it to get in this group to see this video. It is
1: that gold. It is really ridiculous. So, uh, yes, all right. So we'll do that. So, uh, a couple of quick things, just just in case there were. Uh, there was any uh, issue with uh, for anyone. Uh, we have a new uh, podcast feed. Uh, we've moved over from uh, self-hosting the podcast feed, and now we have moved over to Libsyn. So, thank you, Gully Squad, for making that happen again. Because those those you know things that are not free, and that uh, and that your your support helps things like that happen. But Libsyn is a much better service for us to be using, and uh, we're finally gonna be all more professional and all that stuff. So. Uh, So just in case there was any issue, there shouldn't be any issue with how you're listening to the show. Like if you subscribe to the show, uh, nothing. you shouldn't lose any subscription. You shouldn't have to hit the button again. Everything should be normal. But uh, right now, I know for sure that the Google Play uh, uh, you know, feed will not be updated just yet. Uh, it might take a couple days. I've already submitted it to Google, but, uh, just so there's not many people that listen on Google play, but I'm just letting you know, in case you're finding this in another place and you're like, how come my feed didn't update? Uh, so I just, just a heads up. So, uh, everything should be normal, but, uh, it, it, us moving to a new podcast host helps us with a lot of, different backend things That's going to be a lot easier to get uh, a lot of this stuff to you. So, uh, so thank you. Yeah. Uh, we're growing up. We're growing up. All right. We've been all, uh, all responsible and professional. So uh, thank you again uh, for listening to the show. I hope you had, I hope you had a great new year's uh, Eve. I hope uh, you had a great Christmas. Uh, I hope uh, 2019, we're trying to be, we're trying to be positive. We're trying to do uh, a lot more fun, uh, uh, creative things, and really make Coolians a uh, you know just a a a, a podcast, a, a website, a Twitter account that you want to come out to to just like uh, have a couple laughs, uh, when, because you enjoy the beautiful game just like we do, uh, and and that's that's our promise to to you to. That we're gonna we're gonna bust our ass to like really really make this unique and fun and there's there's a lot stacked up against us to to be able to do a lot of these things but we're gonna hell
0: yeah because I know they're listening because we're so, you know yes. I know them haters yeah. are listening yeah. I know they're reading the tweets
1: <laughs> yes Alexis's Twitter crowd uh, is what quite entertaining when it comes to, I don't really offer that hell kind yes, of stuff by, you know we we offer different takes on on how we you know experience the world and Alexis <laughs> handles things in his own way and which is his right. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, I I have nothing else to say about it. Yeah. You can, as the
0: great, (laughs) as the great Troy F once said, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping is you. And let me tell you something, 2019 Christian, Yo, we must be popping.
1: <laughs> okay. So that's always exciting. So, uh yeah, man. Uh, I can't even uh stress it anymore, man. 2019 is going to be dope. Uh I I personally am on uh, uh on a mission to to make this uh incredi- incredibly fun and exciting and uh I I, we, I just want to make you laugh uh and enjoy the game in a way that you never thought you could. So, uh that, that's our promise to you. We're going to make sure uh that happens. So, Oh yeah, dude! You're gonna have to cover your eyes from our glow, son. Okay, that's all right. Look, look a Bird Box reference. I all right. Look, it's getting real. It's getting real relevant right now. Uh, Hell so, yeah! <laughs> so thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. We appreciate it. We appreciate it very, very much. My name is Christian Polanco. My name is Alexis Guerrero. And together, what are we? The, the Cooligans.